Well, another day, another dollar here in post-pandemic America. And uh, this is unfortunate news, but I've decided to share it rather than hide my you know, burden or whatever. So during the pandemic, the people who were stepping on my content and harassing me over Pizzagate, over those John Podesta emails of he and his brother talking about a torture chamber that they had torture chamber and renting a slice of pizza for an hour and going walnut saucing, whatever that means, and going to Marina Abramovic-led spirit cooks where they dunk children in uh, bathtubs filled to the brim with blood. All this stuff came out. And during the pandemic, I guess these people, for whatever reason, had bigger fish to fry because I was, for the most part, genuinely left alone and uh, our content at Fulcrum was allowed to grow somewhat. And, of course, crypto came in during that period of time. Crypto did very well during the pandemic. And now it's like these handful of degenerate boomers in D.C. want to go back to the way things were pre-pandemic. And that means trying to drive down crypto. Trying to scare everybody out of it. And it means apparently bullying me again. So I got banned recently from Reddit, which is like really hard to do. Got banned from posting there despite having an account with 40,000 karma points, which means people found my content interesting and being there for 12 years and nobody was calling for me to be banned or ousted. It's just there's somebody whose job it is. It's pretty clear at this point because he's interacted with me and has mocked me. Someone whose job is to get my content removed from the internet and to prevent me from earning an income as an almost 40-year-old man. And it's modern-day blackballing, modern-day blacklisting. And it's absolutely fucking disgusting. We all knew what Jeffrey Epstein was into. At least now we all know, right? The Jess Staley emails. Former J.P. Morgan Chase executive Jess Staley was emailing Epstein using a code language code language to denote what kind of children he wanted to abuse next on the island. That is the credible accusation that's now working its way through the court system. This is one of the top executives at one of America's largest banks. Actually, America's largest bank. By deposits, J.P. Morgan Chase is the largest retail bank in the U.S. And he was using a code language. Is that not Pizzagate? Is that not literally Pizzagate? So Jeffrey Epstein was running a blackmail island where very wealthy people could abuse minors. And yet, I don't think people fully understand what was going on there. When Melinda Gates, the ex of Bill Gates, when Melinda Gates talks about how Jeffrey Epstein was more evil than people realize and all this stuff, what she's hinting at is something even more atrocious than merely acting as some matchmaker between sad boomer politicians and old billionaires and trafficked children, trafficked minors. There was something occurring that was even more egregious. And that's that a lot of these kids end up being tortured for a prolonged period of time and something called adrenochrome is extracted. And then they toss the kids in the ocean. And you wonder why are these creeps so into Haiti, right? You could, you could help kids anywhere in the world. You could help kids right here in the US, plenty of poor places in the United States. Why not help children in Baltimore? Why not help children in Alabama? Why fly to Haiti? Oh, that's right, because it's a country where there's like no paper trail. 
you can pick up kids with almost no paper trail. Why are these same creeps so into Morocco? I'm sure it's a beautiful place and has, you know, some great architecture and history and whatnot. Sure, it's a beautiful place, but it's an extremely long flight from New York or from anywhere in the United States. Very long flight. And why Morocco? Oh, that's right. It's one of the only countries on planet Earth that basically has no human trafficking statutes. Basically, you can traffic humans if you know how to do it. Is that why they love Morocco so much? The Clintons and their friends in New York, their billionaire friends. Such a great love for Morocco and Haiti. Haiti is not the place I would want to hang out if I had a lot of money. Not exactly a country club. One of the poorest places in this hemisphere. So just put all that in your back pocket for a second. We know Jeffrey Epstein's a scumbag is is the point. May he rest in hell. May he burn in hell forever. So John Podesta is into all the same stuff. We read his emails six years ago. Into all the same things, actually knew Jeffrey Epstein and was close friends with convicted child molester Dennis Hastert. Dennis Hastert, the disgraced Republican uh, former Speaker of the House of Representatives from years ago. They maintained a friendship, the emails show, after he was outed as a chomo. What did these two have in common? Well, their politics are completely different. I guess one thing brought them together, a love of abusing children. And so this fucking guy, John Podesta, is not just running some island where politicians get blackmailed or maybe, as, as people on TikTok and Twitter are starting to say, again, it goes deeper than blackmail. If you have, let's say, a pot dealer. I know weed's now legal in most of the country, but let's say, just hypothetically, you have a weed dealer. He's not so much blackmailing you with the knowledge that you smoke weed, if you're in a place where it's not allowed, right? He's not blackmailing you with that knowledge, because sure, you smoke weed, but he doesn't want to out you. He wants to sell you pot. And he doesn't want to become known as a person who outs his customers, So ultimately, the pot dealer relationship is not one of blackmailer and blackmailee. It's one of delivery of of goods. It's you want the pot at the end of the day, and he wants to sell it to you. And so what was actually happening at Epstein Island, according to some people who've pieced this together, and it's very disturbing. If you're not in a good place mentally, you should truly focus on another topic and just know that some of the adults are on this. Not as many of the adults as we need on this. But some of the adults are at least on this at this point in 2023, when this stuff came out in 2016. That's a long time, long time to digest all this weirdness and to put it into context. And so the theory is that they're not really blackmailing these people, which in a sense makes sense. If you're Bill Gates or if you're a Clinton family member, why would you fly to an island to be knowingly fucking blackmailed by some fairly independent billionaire who runs the island? Why would you do that? knowingly or otherwise. Well, it's more a supplier relationship. Just like the pot dealer is ultimately there to sell you pot, these assholes are ultimately there to sell the elites adrenochrome. And it's actually supposedly what they're really covering up. So the the crazy pushback to Pizzagate is not like they don't want Americans to realize that pedophiles exist in, in places of power and in places of, of uh, you know wealth, because we already know that. Jimmy Seville in England, that whole travesty. Uh, Boys Town here in the U.S. in the early 90s, that whole disgusting cover-up. So we know that pedos are out there. But this is something they don't want the public to know, that there might be a lot of people who are straight-up addicted to adrenochrome. 
And there have been some Hollywood celebrities who have come out recently and have said this is actually what's going on. Now, I can't say with authority that this is what's going on because, first of all, I've never done adrenochrome. I've never seen anybody do it. So to me, it's a possibility rather than a fact. But it would make sense that they're covering something else up if they're pushing back so far so far, and so hard on Pizzagate, right? Because this is now six years after I was covering those emails and they've decided to come back into my life and step on every single piece of content I put out. I'm now on my sixth TikTok account because they keep banning me. And just like my banning on Reddit, it's not the public calling for me to be banned. There's somebody whose job it is to get my content removed and they report my videos all day long. I put up a new video and within minutes, this person reports it and they do it from a bunch of different accounts. Almost, this is almost like a, a government level of sophistication because they have an unlimited number of IP addresses an unlimited number of accounts they can create. And I've seen them do it. I've seen them report my videos from made up accounts that they chose to make as the names of the children and the WikiLeaks emails and the names of people like James Alephantis, like to mock me, right? Like James Alephantis has reported your video. And yet it's not the real James Alephantis. It's somebody with zero followers who just created the account for specifically that purpose, just to harass me and just to engage in content discrimination. That's what's being done to me is content discrimination. So this level of trying to destroy my life, it doesn't make sense unless there's something there. And again, here's the part I don't get. Jeffrey Epstein, the whole world, you know, was in an uproar when all that stuff came out. We've got a Jeffrey Epstein who's not just running a fucking island. He's in our government. He's in our government. How do people not, you know, how do people not discuss this? He's now one of Biden's top advisors in the White House, advising him on everything from free speech on the internet to cryptocurrency policy to Ukraine. This fucking monster is advising Biden. So what, what expertise does John Podesta have? He's barely even coherent. When you listen to him on a TV interview, he barely can even speak. He's not an eloquent man. His ideas are, are just completely, you know, cookie cutter, fake progressive shit. And I say fake progressive. He's very against crypto, very against Bitcoin. There's nothing more progressive than the establishment of a money system that doesn't need the big banks to operate, right? For years, credit unions were supported by progressive politicians because the idea was that a bunch of people in the community could come together and pool their resources and then have access to mortgages and car loans and debit cards and all this stuff without some bank gouging them for profit. Instead, all the members collectively run the, uh, the credit union's business. Nothing more progressive. And credit unions have taken off in some parts of the country. Well, Bitcoin is a money union, right? It's all of us coming together and saying, hey, we're going to use this provably rare thing that's capped in an eventual 21 million coins. So nobody can counterfeit beyond that. Nobody can inflate away the value that you've put into it or the time that you've put into it. It's capped at 21 million, period. That's one of the parts of the code. Nothing more progressive than that development because now you have a money union. You have a unit of money that's not issued by central banks. It's deeply progressive. And so to be against that makes you a fake progressive and to say, where's the social good? The social good is millions of people breaking away from a completely made up and imposed monetary system, a pre-mined monetary system 
meaning the people 60 years ago and 80 years ago, get, they got the lion's share. And now the rest of us have to scramble for the scraps or we can't pay our bills. It's a completely synthetic debt token. It's the worst financial structuring that's ever occurred. <laughs> the central banks are modern day slavery with a little cherry on top so you don't realize it. So nothing more progressive than embracing alternatives like credit unions or Bitcoin or whatever. And yet John Podesta is so against it because he's one of those people who made his money back in the day or was born into it, as some people say on TikTok, was born into his wealth. And so he's against it. And this is the person advising Joe Biden, this person who makes Jeffrey Epstein seem like not as bad by comparison, this absolute fucking monster. Again, he's not just running an island. He's in our government. And now they're coming after my content and trying to drive me crazy. And I say, nope. Not again. We're just going to out you, motherfucker. All those emails, we're just going to out you all over again, you fucking disgusting boomer piece of garbage. This country and the entire world deserve far better. Fuck you, John Podesta. Andrew Breitbart knew what this guy was shortly before he died of a heart attack in his early 40s. He knew it, and in the clips of him, he looked crazy at the time. He looked crazy. He was raving about how John Podesta was a child trafficker a child trafficker to the elite and all this stuff. He knew it. He figured it out. He fucking knew it. He was one of DC's most embedded conservative, conservative journalists, and he figured it out, and then he was killed shortly afterward. And now they're coming after my content, not letting me live and not letting me build a career, exactly the same as they were doing before the pandemic hit. And I say, fuck you, John Podesta. Fuck you. I mean, this level of harassment six years after the guy's emails dropped, is not the behavior of an innocent man. This is not the behavior of innocent people who could easily exonerate themselves with a press conference explaining their code language in those emails or explaining the torture chamber references or renting the pizza and all the rest of it, how the pizza is beautiful. How is pizza beautiful? These people belong in fucking prison. So to go after every single blog I post over on Substack to try to get it deleted immediately, to get me banned from Reddit, to have me now on my sixth TikTok account, and even on number six, every video gets immediately reported, it starts to drive you crazy. Again, I should be allowed to make some money from what I do. I should be allowed to grow my audience as I used to do when I had 200,000 followers on YouTube and about 80,000 on Twitter. That is my free speech right. Not a privilege that John Podesta needs to sign off on, but actually my First Amendment fucking right. So maybe other truthers can look into this guy's goddamn emails again because he's a credibly suspected child trafficker. He's a pizza head right at the top of our government, advising on policy, advising on crypto, and he needs to resign, and then he needs to be prosecuted. You're listening to Fulcrum News, real news from America and around the world. Fulcrumnews.com slash subscribe to get our premium membership and updates via email.